Tina Queer, no my honey my. My name is Will Appleby, and you're listening to Animal Matters. Horse racing has managed to avoid much of the scrutiny that greyhound racing faced in 2021, but a string of recent incidents show that the horse racing industry isn't without its faults either. And a last-minute shipment from Timaru rounded out a bumper year for the live export industry which is showing a few signs of slowing down despite a ban on the horizon. Animal Matters is brought to you by Safe for Animals. We release new episodes every fortnight, so make sure you subscribe on Apple, Spotify, or whatever your favorite podcast platform is. You can also subscribe to our newsletter at safe.org.nz forward slash animal matters. So, on the day before New Year's Eve last year, the New Zealand Herald published an article with the headline, Who Won New Zealand Sport in 2021? Now, normally I'd ignore an article like this, seeing as I don't have much of an interest in most sports, but there was a curious line that did catch my attention. You see these types of articles being published around New Year's almost every year, and they can be about just about anything. Business, politics, who were the winners, who were the losers. No doubt it's an easy article to write, something that you can tune out before taking a holiday break that your publisher can then schedule to publish while everyone's out of the office. And I suppose they do serve a purpose. They recap the year that was and analyse some of the trends to look for in the new year. Anyway, the curious line that caught my attention. The Herald said, horse racing is a winner, basically because... It's not greyhound racing. Which did make me laugh, because yeah, regardless of which way you look at it, greyhound racing had a terrible year in 2021. The article goes on to say, Wherever you sit on the racing ethical scale, animal abuse, or giving horses a life that's pretty luxurious until you beat them to run faster and occasionally euthanise them, is a lot better than greyhound racing. And it's hard not to agree with that. Horse racing has problems, but on balance, the racing industry's animal welfare record is far worse for dogs than it is for horses. But horse racing isn't immune to the problems that greyhound racing is facing, and there are some very recent examples. Just last week, the horse Apache woman suffered a displaced fracture in one of her knees following a race that she'd won. The jockey and the owners didn't even notice the injury until after the horse was delivered home. They told the Herald she was a bit lame when they put her on the float and even more lame when she got home. One would have thought seeing a horse that was lame would have sounded alarm bells before they even attempted to transport the horse. This was after a 1200 metre race, which Apache woman won. So either from her training or due to whipping, this horse was compelled to gallop on a severely injured knee to such an extent that she came first in the race. The thought of putting weight on a dislocated knee, let alone running on a dislocated knee, it makes the hairs on the back of my neck stand. The pain must have been excruciating. Lucky for the horse, she won't be euthanised. Instead, she'll be retired to the broodmare paddock. In other words, she'll be used for breeding more racehorses. The cycle continues. And just a few weeks ago on New Year's Day, there were some horrific scenes at Ellerslie Raceway in Auckland. 
The horse, Gold Watch, stumbled on the home stretch, while the jockey, Danielle Johnson, tried to weave through a cluster of horses. Both rider and the horse suffered a broken leg. Johnson was sent to hospital, and Gold Watch was euthanized. This is what really bugs me when people try to claim that racehorses, greyhounds, and bulls that buck in rodeos are athletes. If I were an athlete, I'd get to choose the sport I participate in and whether or not I compete. Animals don't have that choice. They're bred specifically for that purpose, and in the case of horses, they're whipped to perform to the standard expected of them. And when a human athlete is injured, they're rehabilitated. Hell, I broke my leg last year and now I'm completely fine. Danielle Johnson, the jockey who broke their leg at Alizui Raceway, will undoubtedly make a full recovery after surgery. When a racehorse breaks their leg, it's often a death sentence. Some sports are dangerous, but humans get to make an informed choice. And an injury on a rugby field very rarely leads to death. And my final point on horse racing... Regular listeners will recall during the Tokyo Olympic Games last year, a horse made headlines as a result of the treatment he suffered in a pentathlon event. In the modern pentathlon, horses are assigned to their riders 20 minutes before they're used in a show jumping event. The horse, Saint Boy, was seen being repeatedly whipped by his rider when he refused to cooperate at the Tokyo Olympics. The equestrian coach was also seen leaning over the fence in an attempt to strike the horse with their fist. These images were broadcast all around the world and brought global attention to the cruelty that can occur at these equestrian events. The coach was suspended from the Olympics immediately after the incident and was later told to undergo animal welfare training before attending any future international competitions. But... That's where the accountability ends for the German equestrian rider and her coach. Two weeks ago, German prosecutors announced that they were dropping their animal cruelty investigation. Their reasoning? Because the horse had not been injured and the rider was in an exceptional physical and psychological situation. The reality is, that situation was completely avoidable. Take the animals out of entertainment and you'll never see horses abused in the Olympics ever again. Now, I'm not sure how the cruise ship industry is faring at the moment, given the global pandemic. I'm sure there's at least one cruise liner operating at the moment, and no doubt there were a few budding travellers enjoying a luxurious holiday on the high seas. A few days after Christmas, though, a ship berthed at Timaru Port, and unfortunately for the thousands of cars quarantined nearby, it wasn't a cruise ship. The LQ-8, one of the biggest live export ships in the world, arrived at Timaru Port just after Boxing Day and left on December 30 with 11,269 cows destined for China. The same ship visited Timaru in the same ship visited Timaru in August 2021 when it took over 15,000 cows to China. We've traversed the reasons why live export is garbage many times on the show. The journeys are dangerous, the animals can suffer injuries, seasickness and broken bones and once they arrive at their destination we have zero control over their welfare and they almost always end up in farming systems worse than New Zealand's. The People's Republic of China specifically has far lower standards of animal welfare than New Zealand which is where most animals end up in the live export trade. 
The most up-to-date figures haven't been published yet, but it looks like 2021 was a massive year for live animal exporters. Considering the large shipment from Timaru on December 30, I would not be surprised if more cows were exported last year compared to 2020, when just shy of 110,000 cows were exported. For comparison, 88,000 cows were exported as of the 24th of September 2021. And considering the government announced last year that they would be banning live export, it's a disgrace that so many cows were shipped overseas in the last 12 months. Thank you for listening to Animal Matters. This podcast is brought to you by Safe for Animals, Aotearoa's leading animal rights organisation and produced by myself, Will Appleby. Make sure you subscribe to stay across Animal Matters on whatever your favourite podcast platform is. If you're listening on Apple, please leave a rating as it helps other listeners to find the show. Until next time, mate awa.